Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. The well man is missing in action once again, probably for good reason, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, Mike, let's just start off here right in. We talked last week um, about, you know, we talked about the Final Four for college football. We kind of promised that we were going to talk about college basketball this week so we're going to talk some michigan basketball we're going to talk briefly about ohio state michigan the football game getting canceled just any implications on that we're going to review nxt takeover war games a pretty solid show by the wwe brand there we're also going to be previewing wwe tlc and we're also going to be talking some nfl playoffs and what the implications are this year for some of these big name quarterbacks out there so Mike, our resident quarterback here, is going to give us some pros and cons on some of these teams and whether or not they, if they get the win or they don't get the win, what does that do legacy-wise? What does that do as far as their championship window? All that good stuff. So a loaded, action-packed episode this week, guys. So let's just jump right in. First thing I do want to acknowledge before we really go hard here is um, there's going to be no uh, video of me or Mike for the next couple weeks here. We're going through some, uh, the place where we record the show every week is actually, I'm, we're moving. So, uh, until that is kind of sorted out and dealt with, um, we probably won't be seeing any video of me and Mike actively like talking. You'll still get it on YouTube, um, the, the audio, but you're not going to see our beautiful faces for maybe a few weeks here. So please bear with us in that. Um, at some point though, there'll be a new studio and with a new studio is, you know, even more great content. So just bear with us on that. We appreciate all the support, but all right, let's jump right in Michigan basketball here. Uh, Juwan Howard's second year, the, the first year we didn't really get to see a final product. We didn't get the NCAA tournament, obviously. So we didn't get to see a, if they were even going to make it B if they did, what, what were they going to be? Right. They started out so hot last year. They're five and zero as of this recording. I know they played Penn state in their first big 10 game. Um, they looked up and down at times, you know, they, they played, I think it was, was it UCF they played last week and they started out, they were down by like 10 and then they were all of a sudden they were up by like 30 in like a very short amount of time. So this, this team clearly has some offensive explosion at times, right? Isaiah livers is still kind of what makes the team go. You got the, the younger Wagner brother, um, you know, you've got, you've got some options on the offensive side. So it's just one of those things where you're looking at it and you go, okay. There's some potential there. We're in year two of the vision. He's recruiting extremely well. Um, you know, I think right now Michigan has the number one 2021 recruiting class, I believe, right now. I know it's yeah, at least top five. It is a top five. I yeah. Don't know exactly I don't know if it's number one or not. But either way, so you know he's recruiting really well. So we're kind of getting this. But what what are your expectations for this Michigan team? They kind of went through the cupcake part of their schedule. Now we're getting into Big Ten play. I mean, what do you want to see? Is it is it more development? you want to see them even more competitive? Because last year it was either like they were really, really hot or it was just a total dumpster fire. Uh, yeah, I mean, I want to see them be very competitive because I think this team's actually pretty, I would say pretty good. Yeah. I'm not a hundred, I'm not like bandwagoning. I'm like, they're going to be a final four team, <laughs> but I definitely think. Let's hope can, we get a final four this year, right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I think that they can be a mid-level, um, yeah. mid-seeded team in the 64 seed playoff. Yeah. And I think that they can make a decent run. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost their their big Austin Davis, he got hurt and he's going to be out indefinitely. But if we talk to our resident Michigan man, who's not here this week, hopefully he'll be soon to talk about this team. But he's big fan of Hunter Dickinson, the Mm -hmm. backup guy. Uh, against Toledo, he had 18.7 rebounds and shot 8 for 11 yeah. off the bench. That's not and bad. He's, and he's very consistent like that. Yeah. And so, and he's only, yeah. I think, like a freshman or something. Too. Right. right. So, I think getting him 
higher minutes into the rotation yeah. with guys like Livers, like Wagner. I think you have a good core of guys mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. can really help you. I think I think this is the first year where I could where you can argue you have the if you need a bucket, this guy can go get it. Yes. I think Livers and Wagner yeah. can grow into those pieces right. where you're like, okay, we need something, Absolutely. they can get it for you. And no. that's what you have and, and that's a big thing, right? I think that was one of the bigger complaints we've ever had with the B line era, right? Was that we had some good, really good Michigan basketball teams, right? But even the year they went to the finals uh, with the Trey Burke and the Tim Hardaway, the Mitch McGarry year, right? Trey Burke became that guy. But it wasn't a consistent "you're the guy" kind of thing, you know. You had like Michigan has not had this guy. Like I need you to make this shot. You're the only guy qualified in this particular scenario to do it. Livers coming back is a huge coup for Michigan for sure. Um, you know, for me, what I want to see, I just want to see more consistency um, on the offensive side. I also want to see them, you know, a cut down on the turnovers. We've already started to see a little bit of that early on in this season. And I'm going to attest a little bit of that to, to Rust and trying to get in the flow again. Mm-hmm. But the turnovers have been high for this Michigan team so far. They they, they turned the ball over a lot against OU. Um, I know they had issues earlier on in the year as well with that. So that's the thing that they need to have better ball security, in my opinion, to really be competitive um, comparing them to the rest of the Big Ten, I mean, what, what are you looking at from, from that? Are you expecting them to be in Big Ten regular season title contention? I know Michigan State's up there. I know Illinois is really good. I know Iowa's got a pretty solid basketball team as well. But, you know, Ohio State is always a very well-coached basketball team. Um, Big Ten's got a lot of really good teams. in, in, in the, you know. So, I mean, where, where are you at with where they're standing in in the Big Ten? You know, Michigan State, obviously, is the top dog. I think they're, what, four? Is that what it says on there? Four? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're four. four right now. Well, Iowa's ranked number three. So. There, there you go, see? So, you have two you top see that, five You see that center that they have for Iowa? Yeah, he's, he's not like 10 for 10 amazing. and 35 points, 25 in the second half, something like yeah. that. I was like, good the, the Lord. The very first game, he had like 35 points and went perfect. Yeah, I know. For, I was like, like, the first half. I was, I was like, like, oh, cool. Huh. Yeah, um, crazy. And Illinois is also ranked number six currently. Also, I think I think so. they just lost yesterday. I yeah, think. they did. Yeah. So uh, they're gonna drop. But they're soon. still gonna be. They're still a top fifteen program. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think Michigan can compete with the top tier. I w- I wouldn't expect. I would expect them to be around like probably the five six range if I mm-hmm. had to guess. Mm-hmm. The teams that you mentioned, the states, Iowa, Ohio State. Illinois, maybe even Wisconsin might be. Yeah, Wisconsin's always well coached. But I think I think they're in that pack where they're in the mid level where they're not like with the lower teams. Mm -hmm. They're probably with like Mm -hmm. the Penn States, the Northwesterns, the Rutgers, like the Minnesota, the teams that are like we if we get hot we can make the run. Right. But like as it stands right now, we're not the best team. We're probably number five or six. Right. And that's kind of I think that's fair. You know, it's one of those things to where you're still waiting to kind of see what this team is going to look like long term under Juwan Howard, right? And I think that's the biggest key here for a lot of Michigan. You know, it's weird is Michigan basketball fans were a little bit spoiled, right? You know, you, you think all right, you know, we got John Beeline. Beeline was a top five coach in the country. Like if we're being honest, right? You got Izzo, you got Coach K, you got Roy Williams. You know, after that, you can make an argument for a lot of other guys, right? The guy from Villanova, you know, I mean, Calipari, I guess, yeah. but I mean, it's not hard to win when you've got nothing but studs at all times. But, um, so, you know, there's certain, you know, there's certain guys where you're like, man, John Beeline is right up there and, and, and can make something out of nothing, mm-hmm. you know, for a lot of regards. So it's interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to cover this team as we continue to go forward because I think this is a wild card type team where if you catch them on the right path, 
look out, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's I think that's the big thing. I want to see a number two guy, whether that's Wagner or somebody else, develop underneath Livers to be another option to really round that out. You know, um, defensively they play they still play very good defensive ball. Um, I'm excited. I'm really am excited for this future of the program more so than anything else. So it should be good to get to nice get another view, another picture of what uh, Jawan Howard's trying to do. Uh, let's just shift real quick here to Michigan football. Um, it was announced this past week Ohio State Michigan's off. Right, Michigan's got COVID issues going on right now. Unfortunately, it's the first time I think in a hundred years that this game is not going to be played. Um, I, I'm not going to say that I'm upset by it because we already knew what the outcome was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, give me your thoughts on the cancellation. You know, do, are you worried at all that Ohio State's not going to, even if they win the Big Ten title game, that another team can maybe hop over them like a Cincinnati? And what does this mean for Michigan at all if not just in Harbaugh? Like, see, I didn't lose to them this year. <laughs> uh, I mean,. Uh, yes to all of that. I think yeah. Ohio State literally had nothing to lose because I think they would have beat the crap out of Michigan. I legitimately think it was at least going to be a forty point. Yeah, goal. I think at I think the, I think the thing that Ohio State's going to miss from not playing this game is just the extra reps. Yeah. of like getting <laughs> stuff so getting so stuff together, <laughs> and I mean, and that would have been against if Ohio State Ohio State had three other games canceled, right. and that's the same case for all of those. Mm-hmm. It's just the extra reps because right mm-hmm. now they're so far ahead better than everyone else in the Big Ten. Yeah. That the Big Ten schedule is just turning into okay, Nothing. so like non conference games for them at this point. Right. They're on a historically great run. And I think regardless, I think they're gonna be in the final four. Because yeah. I think they're gonna beat um, Northwestern and yeah. they'll probably be the four. I don't see a way that you can argue Cincinnati in there over them. Yeah. Or Texas A and M over them if they don't win they're not even gonna be in the SEC championship game. Right. So Right. I think Ohio State's a lock. Honestly, Ohio State's probably going to be a lock for like the number three seed because I think no, uh, Clemson and Notre Dame, whoever mm-hmm. loses, is going to go down to four because mm-hmm. I want them to play again. Right. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's Ohio tough. State's going to be a three. The because of the way that the the top five six teams are kind of laid out at the moment, it's kind of hard to imagine a road a road map for another team to hop mm-hmm. Ohio State if they take care of business, which we all anticipate that they will. Um, you know, it's just something to talk about. Just really wanted to mention it really quickly here. From from a Michigan standpoint, I don't think anybody really cares. This is not one of those teams where it's like we're on the upswing. That's not really what you're at at this point. If anything, you're kind of falling apart seam by seam here, um, and you really need to change a lot of things up. So I'm hoping that maybe this layoff here will give some time to kind of evaluate what the hell they're doing and and change some stuff up. Because yeah. honestly, Don Brown needs to be fired. Uh, you can make the argument Harbaugh needs to be fired too, but at the same time, if he's not, Don Brown does. Uh, I think I think that not playing this game is actually going to be worse for those people that want that to happen. Yeah, I know because you didn't because you Don- don't get embarrassed in that national stage where there's no like there's no like oh my gosh yeah like because they've been talking all year like we have a game plan for Ohio State this year like they've been like teasing yeah. it even though they, we agree that they're going to lose yeah. been like, <laughs> we have a game plan against them this year that we think could work right and so since you didn't see it happen now right. it's like oh yeah. well i guess we have to wait yeah, they've had game plans last three years too and look how that's yeah. worked out so it, it's it's difficult right for sure um you know, but I, I do think you're right though as far as if you want to see some heads roll, not seeing them play this game is kind of it hurts that a little bit because you don't see that. I think, you know, if we reckon it to the Lions, right? The Lions get shut up by Carolina and then they go and get destroyed by Houston, and you're like, okay, that was that was the straw that broke mm-hmm. the camel's back for ownership to fire Matt Patricia, right? So you're like, okay, that's it. 
you know, we can't, this is embarrassing, right? Like it's a national stage and we just got absolutely pwned by a worse team than we are. So you're like, okay, what the hell is going on here? So I think a similar thing could have potentially been helpful for Michigan in, in that regard. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them. They announce an extension for Harbaugh, honestly. I wouldn't, sure. I wouldn't be shocked if, if or, or if he leaves just to go to the NFL again. I don't know. Because whether people want to admit it or not, People are still infatuated with the last name Harbaugh, mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, we got Jim Harbaugh here. Yeah. Let's try it again, you know. Mm-hmm. So interesting, nonetheless. All right, let's switch over here a little bit. Let's talk some pro wrestling. We got a lot. Of, we got a lot of wrestling news to go over here. First thing I want to talk about, though, we missed it last week, and I think it is worth noting is you know the passing of Pat Patterson, um, the first ever Intercontinental Champion in history, the the creator of the Royal Rumble. Um, he is the basically the biggest proponent for some of your probably of your favorites. You know, like my favorite. I don't think Bret Hart ever gets the world title without Pat Patterson. I don't think Shawn Michaels ever gets to the main event level that he became without Pat Patterson. Um, Rey Mysterio, if you're a big Rey Mysterio guy, he would have never done. He would have never gotten to that world title picture without Pat Patterson. Um, you know, he was a he was a great wrestler. One of the great formed one of the greatest tag teams of all times with Ray Stevens. Um, he did it all. He was creative force, creative genius in so many ways. His impact will be felt literally forever. If you're a wrestling fan and you and you enjoy the product, when, whether it's AEW, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, whatever it is, Pat Patterson had some sort of influence on on the industry as a whole. So I did think there's a small note that we need to make on that um, about that. Um, and if you want to laugh, go look at I think it was King of the Ring 2000. 2000, I think, where him and Gerald Briscoe fight each other in an evening gown match where they dress up in drag for the hardcore title. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> I think it's 2000. That could be wrong, but it's pretty funny still to this day. So that's pretty good. Uh, but anyway, just wanted to make a quick note about that because I do think it's important. A guy that influential definitely needs just a small little tidbit on the tip of the cap. Uh, but let's talk NXT now. Um, let's talk NXT War Games the you know i thought this was a solid show mike overall considering what you know it was really contingent upon two matches whether or not they were going to deliver or not and i thought they did mm-hmm. um i thought the rest of them complemented those two war games the sandwich yeah. you know for the most part so just to go over the results real quick we had team uh candace beat team shotzi right yes. we had uh gargano wins the north american title over damian priest and leon ruff mm-hmm. we had uh Champo, Champa beats, beats Th- Thatcher, and then uh, what's the dude? What's the weird guy name? Dexter Loomis. There you go. Thank you. Dexter Loomis beats Cameron Grimes in the strap match, yeah. and Undisputed Era gets the win over the Kings of NXT, which is the dumbest name ever, but it's fine. Um, you know, give me your give me a thought. Give me your best match of the night. Thoughts on the show? Give me a yeah. grade. What are you, What are you feeling? Um, well, I'd like to start this by just saying that I I hope they go away with this pay-per-view after this yeah. not because i don't like it yeah but i'm really tired of just like having like oh like tlc or hell in a cell mm-hmm. or t- or war games like a match that is the i don't think it should i don't still think it should be yearly like that, if, agreed you know that's, I mean? that's like, kind of what i mean like yeah, if, you can have war games if like you it, have two factions that are legitimate fighting each other right and, and it's like, okay. like this is a fever pitch this is the only way to settle it exactly right. i don't but i don't need like okay we're just gonna make up these random teams to go mm-hmm. against the undisputed era every year correct um just to have war games match yeah. i don't i don't need that yeah, so i kind of want has been in all of them that's weird it has yeah. all four of them yeah. so I, I would like to do away with this pay-per-view and i also have the same sort of problem 
with this that I had with Survivor Series where you kind of enter war games, mm-hmm. but you're entering, I guess, because you want to be the better faction right. for the it's men's one. Match it's like a grudge thing. match, but you don't really gain anything yeah. from no in it. Right. And the women's one's even worse because they're not even factions. They're just kind of like groups of grouped up yeah, people yeah. together. Heels and good guys. And it's like, hey, you want to team with me in this crazy match where you might die because... <laughs> you know reasons right yeah exactly. so that's also a problem i have with these war game matches also but if you take that aside i did think they were very good matches right uh, not the best ones we've seen the women's one i think was better than the one last year yeah but we talked before that i think the very first one we had the three 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 right yeah uh, the war era games, versus uh strong and aop yeah. versus sanity was probably yeah. the best one that mm-hmm. we had and all the other ones have been just like very like, well that's the thing too it's hard because you know, a, you know some of these war games are just based off two people feuding it's like okay well i'm gonna get a team together like candace and shots here are mm-hmm. feuding so we're gonna get a team together and you're like all right but then it makes the the beautiful thing about war games for me is the fact that you, it allows you to potentially build new stars, right? Like Raquel Gonzalez pinning Io Shirai to get the win, right? That makes her a star, right? That's a great way to end it because you know, all right, Candice is already there. She's challenged for it, right? You've got Ember Moon's a former NXT champion. Io is the champion. Shotzi is on the way up, right? Um, oh, uh, what's her name? The the other chick that's the on the bad team. Um, what's her name? Oh, uh, Dakota Kai, right? She's she's had shots at the title, so. Tony Storm, former NXT Women's UK Champion. Rhea Ripley. Like, all these people are out there. So we elevate somebody else like her to get up to that level. We're like, oh, okay. Like, maybe mm-hmm. she's the next person challenged for the title. So I can appreciate that. But to your point, though, there aren't a lot of stakes here in this, right? It's just, okay, we won. Now what, right? Especially this men's one, I think, was hindered a little bit because, like, you're not seeing Adam Cole on NXT. Like, Kyle O'Reilly's fighting next week for a number one contendership, not Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are they just sitting there? What are they waiting for? Has he not signed a new deal? Is that why he's off TV? Like, what is the deal? You didn't see anybody from the Kings of Wrestling outside of Pete Dunne, so I don't know if that's, like, just done now. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to be like, okay, that was the blow-off, but you never... We, the build was not long enough, really, to be, like, worth the payoff, I yeah. guess. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you on that. I think it delivered for what it was... Um, you know, I think the air just needs to get called up at this point. Like, you're running out of things to do. You, you can only do this so many times and have a random group of four dudes fight them over and over and over again. Uh, give me a grade for this show. Uh, I'll see. C? Plus. Because <laughs> you gave me a look, so I'll give it a plus. I was going to give it like a B, B-minus-ish kind of thing. Yeah. I thought, it, you know, considering what it was, right, and the fact that, okay, you know, I, what, I think why I like this show maybe more than maybe I probably should is because the other matches outside of War Games were pretty good. I enjo- yeah, was, I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed Champa Thatcher. I really enjoyed the triple threat match. I enjoy. I mean, I didn't love, but I enjoyed the strat match a little bit with Loomis, and you know yeah. that was my low point of the night. But and I thought the women's War Games, which is always a bit of more of a rough watch, it just is. It's harder to be in that way, I guess. Um, that really delivered, right? And I, some people would even say the women's match is better than the men's. I don't personally agree with that, but that's you know that's just me. So um, I think I give it maybe a little bit higher grade than you, but you know, it, yeah. you're, I do love McAfee the next day on his podcast. Wearing a neck brace, fantastic. So he's fantastic. McAfee's two bumps. The one where he just basically went, okay, we're gonna push you off the top rope and go through a table. He's like. Okay, and you can tell he's just like he was taught one way to do it, yeah. and he's like, "That's the way I got to do it." And then he does the swanton. I was like, "All right, you yeah. know that was good. That was worth the price of admission." But the men's one, for me, I think stuck out to me just a little bit more. A, there was a reason why the factions were in the cage. Number one and number two, 
Um, I thought the false finishes at the end there really kind of hooked you in at the last second. Because everyone going in thinking, okay, Aaron's going to probably win this match. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you hit it where it's like, oh, wait a minute. And then everyone kind of takes turns getting their little moment to shine with a finish or a big move. And you're like, oh, crap, maybe not. And so when you get that, it's just a little bit extra to rope you in at the very end and be like, oh, okay. My, the people I thought were going to win were going to win. But that was close for a hot second there. So not bad whatsoever. All right. Uh, let's review uh, TLC. That's going to be coming up this next weekend here, right around the corner. It is next week? Is it next weekend? Yeah, it's it is the 20th. It's the 20th. Okay, I just want to make sure it wasn't tonight or something. Um, you know, once again, another one of these gimmicky pay-per-views, right, that Mike is not a huge fan of. The first couple that they did, I will admit, the first couple TLC pay-per-views that they did, I actually thoroughly no, enjoyed. No, I do too. Like, I like the idea, okay, we're going to have a chairs match, a ladder match, a tables match, and then a TLC match. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that when you add a stipulation like that, though, but there's no meaning behind the stipulation, it, it makes those stipulations mean nothing, right? Yeah. And when you have so many stipulations on the same show... They negate each other. Like, if you're wrestling a whole show, and by the way, at the end of the night, you get a TLC match, you're like, oh, that's going to be awesome. Because you're, you're looking forward to that being the like the crowning piece of the show. Where it's like, oh, you're going to open the show with a ladder match. Then we're going to go to a tables. Then we're just going to have a, a normal match. And then we're going <laughs> to go to a chairs match. And then finally, we're going to go to TLC. You're like, and by the end, you're like, what What more can they do? What What else? Are, what, what are you going to do to make that TLC match different than that ladder match? Because every ladder match kind of turns into a TLC a little bit, right? You know? So what are you going to do to change that up? So it makes it very difficult, I think, at times for that. Um, but you have the card pulled up? Yes. Okay, what's the card? Let's just go through our predictions here. Okay, so there are six matches currently announced. I okay. Guess. Okay. Uh, so we'll start with, so we got the New Day, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods yep. versus the Hurt Business, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Is there any stipulation on this? On nope. the, right now? Okay. Not as of the second. I mean, I, I want to see the Hurt Business because they've had like 12 title shots already. This mm-hmm. is the, it's starting to piss me off a lot with this tag division because we're seeing the same four tag teams just go at it over and over again. Yeah. It's really starting to annoy me. But uh, I kind of hope the Hurt Business gets it. Honestly, I like Shelton Benjamin. I like Cedric. I like the tag team, quite yeah. frankly. Um, so I'm going to give it to them. Just okay. just on a whim, honestly. There's no real logic behind why they should. I thought they should have won it a month ago. Yeah. So um, I'm going to take the New Day just to be opposite from you, but I also <laughs> don't really... I, I, it's funny because outside of the two world championship matches yeah. and one singles match, I really don't know what's going on with these storylines because right. I don't watch every single week. Yeah. So I'm just, I kind of just like read the results. It's or whatever. hard because so then I go, I how are we getting people? the same? I just feel like we're getting the same thing every week. Like especially yeah. on Raw. Raw sucks. Yeah. Raw sucks right now. Uh, so we got Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending their women's tag team championship match against Asuka and Lana. This is the one where I said, where'd you get Asuka and Lana from? Yeah, right, but, right. And you kind of put it together after the fact. And then you eventually put it together. Yeah. Um, champions retain. Uh, th- this is one of those weird ones where, like, I'm almost feeling like going on a limb like you did last, a couple weeks ago, where you're like, yeah, Lana could definitely be the soul survivor. Where I'm like, maybe they give it? Because Asuka is so be. over, and then, like... Lana just comes in from behind and gets a roll up uh, or Nia something. Jax or yeah, something, exactly. Or, or Nia Jax knocks herself out or something stupid, and then Lana falls on t- like mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but knowing the way WWE is, I'm gonna say maybe the champs retain, and Lana just like has her moment, and then all and then all of a sudden just you know Shayna comes in and kicks her head off. Yeah, that's why I think false fi- big false finish. And then it's immediately like, nope, never mind. Cut your legs from underneath the end. It's the end. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Lana's going to do it. Nope, it's no, not. Never mind. Not dead. Not. So I I could see them winning the titles, though, because Asuka is so credible where she could hold both titles. And I'd be like, all right, I get it. Yeah. You know? But even then, it wouldn't be a very long reign. Uh, so we have 
uh, Carmelo challenging Sasha Banks for the women's uh, SmackDown Championship. I said that weird, but yeah. SmackDown Women's <laughs> Championship. This is one thing I really don't like that WWE does too, yeah. is they introduce a new character just to have her lose basically right away. Yeah. Because I don't see Carmelo winning. No, I don't And either. then you just go, you just had this whole like thing. six weeks of vignettes. Right. You had like four weeks of build right. and she loses. Everyone goes, all right, so that's it. Yeah. I, no, I it's hard. It. Yeah. It's, it's extremely difficult to put her right in the title picture. Yeah. The problem is, is that WWE also can't develop storylines underneath the title to make people give a crap about said feuds. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's hard for them to do that. Um, I think this match though could potentially be really, really good. Like could, I, yes. I think they they've done a really nice job of creating a lot of tension. They're doing some really good promo work with Sasha and Carmella as much as you can. Um, you know, I think Carmella's been the most interesting she's been literally in a very long time. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got a lot of momentum. I think Sasha's really killing it. I'm I'm hoping Sasha retains just for the simple fact that I really want to see her and Bailey at WrestleMania. Uh yes, I will agree. Uh, and I think Sasha needs a legitimate run with the championship. She needs to have successful title defenses, not just lose it every time on her first or second title defense. Yeah. Okay, uh, we have... Is that a TLC or anything? No. No? These first four, there's only there's two TLC matches. The rest are just regular right matches? Just oh, matches. See, I wish they would. Honestly, I, I just talked about how it wasn't good that they had all these other ones, but at the same time, I'm like, I kind of would rather have that. <laughs> uh, we have... Oh, you could do a great tables match, because that's, that's an easy way where someone doesn't need to get pinned in a title match, mm-hmm. and you can, like... Lana and Asuka versus Baszler and Nia Jax, that is a perfect scenario for a tables match. Because Jax can just step on the table and it's like, oh no, and do the big show spot with Cody and they lose the titles on a fluky thing like that. That's perfect to get a quick title change and then Raw the next night to get it back. Yeah. Uh, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt with Alexa Bliss will take on Randy Orton in a singles wrestling match this is gonna be rough this is gonna be really this is gonna be really bad and and for a couple reasons and it sucks because i like the fiend and i like randy and i like both of their characters especially right now but this is gonna be slow and plotting and it's not gonna be good because here's the thing why do i like okay if orton wins what does it do for orton at this point right like is he gonna win the title back again i don't know and then if the fiend wins Okay, cool. Now what? Like, I it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I don't know. I'm I'm still a little confused as to why they took the title off of Orton, quite yeah. frankly. So, because now you're hearing rumblings that Reigns may be facing McIntyre at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, then who the hell is Drew gonna drop this title to? Yeah. You know? And then you're hearing stuff where it could be like McIntyre and Keith Lee in a triple threat, and you're like, wait, how the hell is Keith Lee in that? It's all confusing. So, yeah. but nonetheless, um, I'm gonna take. Oh god, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. I don't think there's a winner. I don't think there's a winner. Okay. I'm gonna take a cop out. I'm gonna take a cop out there. I think for whatever reason, because the fiend is the only character that you feel like. Oh, by the way, there's just like no finish, and we just like gotta move on. Um, I'm gonna take the fiend because Randy Orton's lost every pay per view this year, basically, except for the one to except win the for title. Like two, yeah. yeah. So I think he could just take another one, I guess. And I think the fiend needs a couple wins. I think he's just taking again. That's yeah i definitely copped out on my answers yeah you did. <laughs> um, and then the two world title matches um, i'm just gonna flat out say i don't think either one changes hands but we can go over them oh mr confident um, over here so we have drew mcintyre versus aj styles in a tlc match with almost sure okay with all big AJ, tall dude yeah the big tall dude that aj styles is with yeah um I, I have Drew McIntyre. Now, I don't now see AJ here's but... my only caveat to this right just just real quick here right okay do you think Sheamus plays a role at all in either and could potentially cost 
Drew the title, and that's how you spin off into that. Get the title off of Drew, set up for Mania later on, because they, they really like Drew and Roman together, and that was a great match. Yeah. So I can see why they like that. But using that information, as inaccurate I'm sure as it is, Right? You spin it off. AJ is probably the only credible guy outside of Orton and The Fiend mm. to take the title right now. AJ gets another run with it, and then you basically... Hey, he's a placeholder for the next guy. Yeah. And Drew and Sheamus feud for the next 75 years and bore us to death. Oh, God, and then... Wait. And then Drew goes over and fights Roman for the title on the on the SmackDown side. Is there any? Do you have any of that at all? Because like when you say that, I'm like, it's the only thing I can think of where AJ gets the win. That's the only way yeah. he do, that I think it happens. I mean, it is the only way. The problem I have with it is, I mean, they can also just go Sheamus versus McIntyre for the title too, yeah. which would really bum me out because I don't want to see Sheamus near the WWE Championship ever again, or at least for a very long time. Um, my only issue with that is how would you get Drew McIntyre to SmackDown? Without it being like weird, without being like a dorky way, yeah, does he win the Rumble again? He could. I, I wouldn't be uh, shocked. Well, here's the thing: who and we're gonna talk about this in a couple weeks, right? As a quick preview, who's gonna win the Rumble this year? Exactly. There is nobody prepared to win the Rumble yeah. right now. Not a soul. Yeah, I know. I personally I, throw my hat in the ring and say Adam Cole should win it just to make me happy, but that's just the total fan of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like yeah, seriously, who's gonna win it? Yeah, you know, have Goldberg come back again because yes. they're talking about that match again, Roman and Goldberg again. Boar. And Roman is so hot right now, I'd be so pissed because I'm like, Goldberg can't touch Roman right now. Not even close, yep. but continue. Yeah, so I'm going to have McIntyre win. Yeah, I'm going to. Um, I think McIntyre is going to, but I, that's the only way I can see where it makes sense that because it's a TLC match, he doesn't have to get pinned, right? Yeah. So it's you're not taking that, you know, because people are so concerned about wins and losses sometimes and worried about how they win and lose. So AJ gets the win. He's a heel already, right? He can go and have matches against Riddle and Keith Lee and... Strowman or whatever, whatever you're going to do, right? And I think AJ is the only guy who's competent and incredible enough at this point on the Raw side to beat McIntyre. I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I, I just don't think it'll happen. Yeah, but, I agree. I mean, that, agree. That, that, that is facts. And then we have the one that I think is even way less likely to happen. <laughs> Which is so sad to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns uh, taking on Kevin Owens. Roman yeah. Reigns has Paul Hammond in a TLC match. I think... If you had like betting numbers for this match, a gajillion, yeah, Roman would be like minus a trillion and five. Yeah, so Kevin Owens would be plus a trillion. Yeah. And I'll 10. give you the I'll give you the over in every scenario ever. Yeah, like literally, <laughs> I will give you anything it takes. Yeah, to yeah, get exactly. your money from you because I don't think oh there's a way. I can't even like comprehend no. a way where Roman loses this match. No, no. The, the, yeah, that's the like thing. how you can argue like, okay, Sheamus might interfere, interfere with McIntyre right. or right. whatever. Like there's not even that rumbling of, no. unless Jey Uso messes up badly enough to cost him the title. Right. Which, which defeats the purpose of what you just did for the last three months yeah. to get them together again. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Roman takes us so far by a landslide. It'll be yeah. a great match. I think it's going to be really good and that's the problem is that like Kevin Owens, it, it, he's the perfect guy for this scenario but he's also the worst guy in this scenario because yeah. I, you know, they, he is so underutilized, Kevin Owens is, right? SmackDown is so deep right now, and I don't even think they are, truly understand how many how much talent they have on that side of the ball. But, like, you're like, man, like this match is going to be awesome. I know you're going to see some big spots. Yeah, I think Roman retains in a landslide. It's not even going to be close. You're, they're going to tease it, and I'm sure there's going to be one or two moments where I go, oh, my God, they're going to make me look like an idiot on my yeah. show. They always do for some reason because, like, with those matches in particular, because, though, once again, 
It is easier to book a favorite to lose in that sort of match than it is to have him because Roman should not his shoulders should never hit the mat for three in for like five years in the way he's rolling right now. So because of that, the only way to have him lose matches is either he's the, in a triple threat or a fatal four way where he doesn't lose the title, quote unquote, or in a gimmicky match like this to where all of a sudden all Kevin's got to do is kick him and he throws through thirty five tables and he wins the title. You know what I mean? So I still think Roman wins. But these are the only real matches that they can put Roman in to give you a legitimate feel outside of, I think, if Brian challenges, I think that's one of the few times where, like, okay, there's a potential that, you know, oh, no, there something. Were... But, like, outside of that, they don't have anybody else big enough to rival Roman in a one-on-one contest where you go, oh, I could definitely see how they get to Roman losing clean in the middle yeah, of the Yeah, no, there, there are people that I think can take the title off Roman. Yes. But I don't, like, in this particular, in this particular yeah. scenario... No, like, there's no chance. There is literally no a 0% chance. chance that Kevin Owens can take this title off No, of no. And they're doing a nice job. They're trying to get, you know, Roman, or I mean, uh, Kevin, some, you know, some, some oomph, right? He's gotten some better promos, you know. They're really missing the boat on there. You know, they give him the stunner and everything like that. Like, that's that's money right yeah. there. It really is. So they really need to kind of get yeah, back this would, to him. This would have been nice if they set him up like four months ago if they knew Roman was going to be super Yeah, high. right. No and kidding. Then, like, if this was well, because he got the big win at Mania over yeah. Rollins and stuff. I was like, all right, now we're going to start building KO back up again. Mm-hmm. Not so much. But yeah. regardless, yeah. What, what do you, I mean... What are your expectations for this show? It's December, right? It kind of feels throwaway. We got the Rumble next month. I mean, you know what I mean? So it's kind of one of those, like, it's a gimmicky thing, so potentially it could be good just because their people are going to kill each other. I mean, what are your hopes for this show before we move on to football? Uh, I mean, I think the only legit match I'm excited for is the WWE title match. Solely based off, I think that has the most... Potential, like potential for variability. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. every other title, like if the Raw tag team, t- if any of the tag team titles drop, I don't. Okay, they drop. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's eh, fine. Uh, the SmackDown Women's one, I also don't really like. I'm not super like. If Carmelo right. somehow won, I'd go what? Right. But like, but the WWE title, I care enough where I'm like, if they dropped it, that'd yep. be crazy. But at the yep. same time, I'm like, I'm with you. I can, yeah. I can live with either way. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, the one thing I do, I will say that you know we give WWE a lot of crap at times, um, but at the same time. This is. It's been a very long time since you've had two legit, credible world champions. Like Brock is a world champion. Like I get it, he's credible, but he's not there all the time. Like Drew and Roman are heads and shoulders above everybody else right now. From a work rate standpoint, from a from a character standpoint, they're really doing really, really, really good business. And like if this was any other time in history, people would be like, "Wow, they're like really." Good. This is like rivalry, like. Edge and Cena as world and WWE champion. Like, that's the kind of level we're hitting right now as far as performance and level of, of really stepping up their game in a difficult situation where there's not really any fans. They're really killing it. And I'm, yeah. I'm really happy to see both those guys taking it to the next level because mm-hmm. it, it's needed sorely, for sure. Um, all right, let's jump now. That was a lot of wrestling talk there, but it's always good times. Uh, let's jump, Let's talk some football here. And, and Mike, I, we kind of I broached this topic to you a little bit before the show. I didn't give you a full vision of what I was talking about, so let me let me kind of you know. We talked a couple weeks ago about the contenders, the pretenders. We talked about pretty much anybody we thought had a legitimate shot at winning the Super Bowl, right? And you know, we talked about Baltimore, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, the yada yada yada, you know, Green Bay, whoever. Um, you know, and we kind of gave their pros and cons, their weaknesses, if they had any, right? You know, what's their Achilles heel? How do we beat this team? All right, and why they're going to win the Super Bowl? I wanna, I wanna do a little bit deeper dive on that and talk specifically about the most important position on the field, and that's the quarterback, right? Because you're looking at it, you've got two sides of these coins right now. You've got guys like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes that are 
not even in their prime yet, which is scary in some regards, especially with Pat Mahomes. Um, but then you've got a lot of guys like Big Ben, Tom Brady, Rodgers. Uh, you can even potentially throw Russ in there. He's not getting any younger, right? Where, you know, some of these guys, you know, Drew Brees are kind of, the wind down is going to come sooner rather than later, right? Um, so I'm going to throw some names at you, right? And I want you to tell me, okay, it, you know, like, if they win the Super Bowl, what does it do? And if okay. they don't get there, what does that mean for them? Okay, okay? does that make sense from a sure. legacy perspective? We're big on legacy here. We're big on what is the what does the totality of your career look okay. like? What does that mean? Okay? okay, first one I'm gonna give you. All right, all right. Aaron Rodgers. Okay, if Aaron Rodgers gets to a Super Bowl, okay, are we gonna insinuate that if he gets there he wins, or am I gonna do multiple scenarios like well, if he gets there wins, if he gets there loses, or if he doesn't get there? Let's just do. If it, let's just say they make the Super Bowl. I think that's a, that's just it, make the yeah, Super make Bowl. The Super, okay. Because yeah, at that point it's coin flip. You got two great teams. Yeah. It's it is. I think what it is. I think Rodgers to cement himself as an all timer needs to at least get to another one. No, I think kidding. I think the thing that kind of cemented Russell early was he he won the first one with a good then, defense and with then a really good time. right not even yeah they had good defense both years yeah. but it just happened that like he went to back to back and yep. now he's one and one in Super Bowls but you've been to two yep. so like you have that okay I've been to multiple and we'll get to Russell and yeah, his legacy second. after yep. but I think Rodgers' problem is he's only been to one he's been very close he's been to several times what four NFC championships since then or something problem is those NFC championship games have gone. Yeah. Really just, bad. Yeah, I've always said that the NFC has a problem where they always have one team that's just super hot and yep. always makes the run. There was like a four-year stretch where it was yep. like, okay, uh, Carolina, Atlanta, the Rams, Eagles, Rams, Forty yep. Niners, or whatever. Yeah, like it's all a different team, and it's always New England or whoever, you know what or I mean? whoever out of the <laughs> yeah, AFC. Right, yeah. So the Packers just say always, New England. <laughs> yeah, the pa- Packers can always get to the NFC championship, but then they always get run over by that yep. one hot team every year. Right. So I think that this is the year where I don't think there's that super hot team this year right. so maybe I think this is the year they so i think this there. could be a year if they get there like i said i think it cements him as like yeah. you were legit like yeah you're i think there. yeah because even Favre, right Favre only has one super bowl right yeah. but he got to two yes and that's exactly. and that's the thing right he's got the mvps he's got all the stats whatever but mm-hmm. the fact that rogers has only been to one is insane to me it's, it's more of an indictment on the packer organization than it is rogers because they've definitely wasted his best years by not drafting and not being willing to open the pocketbook a little bit to help him out here. Yep. And the problem is, is that I feel like that's going to happen again because I just – their defense to me is not great. They're just meh. Mm-hmm. And two, if – you know, and you're going to see it today. The Lions are going to try and stop the run to stop this offense, right? Because mm-hmm. that's – they're predicated on the run at this point. Like Rodgers is still Rodgers, but they need the run game to work in order for them to be as efficient as they are. So it's like you already have the formula to beat this Green Bay Packer team. And I don't know if what they're going, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think you're 100% right where the NFC this year doesn't have that one team where you're like, dude, they're running through everybody. Mm-hmm. The Saints are playing well, but the Saints are beating crap teams too. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what it is. So I think Rodgers needs this so bad. I'd argue that he is the one that needs it more than anybody else Yes. because because of it. And I think maybe one other guy. And I'm going to bring him up in a minute. Okay. So, all right. So that's for, that's for Rodgers. If he, what if he, if he doesn't make it? Is it one of those things where it's like, well, we'll be back next year in a similar situation? I, I think I think he has a two, maybe three year window left. Yeah. So I'm like, if you just if there's you, not the need, like you gotta get no, there. No, it's not. There yeah. are, there are people where I will say you need to get there this year to like make sure you're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he needs to get there. I think they still have. They could get there next year, the year after, and be perfectly yeah, probably fine. fine. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, I'm going to go to a young guy now, Josh Allen. You know, we, um, we were super high on him at the beginning of the year. He's been up and down. Yes. Good teams, they don't beat. Bad teams, they destroy. Yeah. Josh Allen, to me, he doesn't necessarily need a Super Bowl, but he needs a playoff run. Okay. To okay. Have you a, need a win at to, least, Yeah, right? to be successful. You need a win. Okay. And you're setting yourself up where if you're the three seed, you're going to be going up against Miami, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I think those are very winnable games for Buffalo. So I think they can get that. Mm-hmm. Like, if they can get out of the wild card round, mm-hmm. get to the divisional, maybe even get to the AFC Championship, I go, that's a win because yeah, now right. you're improving from where you were. Mm-hmm. So ne- I don't think necessarily because of how young he is, he needs a Super sure. Bowl. Yep, yep. But I think mm-hmm. he does need playoff wins or yeah. else you're going to be, you're going to start getting into that Stafford boat where like, man, you're really good in the regular season, but like, right. where's that postseason success? Right, exactly. Exactly. It's for sure. Um, Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady, I think, is the only person that doesn't really need one. Yeah. Um, if he doesn't get there, I think I think the thing that will hurt him the most if he doesn't get there is, oh, so you, so you really needed Belichick probably to help you That's get the there. That's 22 right now, But right? I think for how bad Belichick is doing, it's like neither one of them are doing very well this season. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I think they're just going to be like, they just need, like, they were just the do perfect you, fit together. Do you think there's an added pressure, though, a little bit because he went to Tampa, but he brought everybody that he wanted, right? You got Antonio Brown, who has yeah. not been effective at all, right? You've got Mike Evans, Marquise Goodwin, Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. I could keep talking, but it's not going to get it any better. And the offense still is not clicking yeah. as well as I think some people expected. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm more of the kind like they didn't have an offseason really, so I think it's hard to kind of get to gel on the fly. Um, but they're not playing as well as everyone thought they would. They have moments where you're like best team in football, mm-hmm. and then there's other games where you go, I don't know what the hell this team is. I think I think it's hard to ask a guy, and trust me, as a LeBron fan, I know this. <laughs> it's hard to ask guy when a guy moves right that to just initially just, just take like, it up. Yeah, right. be like, oh, he's perfectly good in this new spot. Like yeah. it takes time to like. Get, especially mm-hmm. with no off season, really, like you haven't had the practices right. with the receivers yeah. to the get reps the timing right and reps and stuff. So I don't necessarily like would like hinder Tom Brady. I do think though, with the skill that this team has, I would like to see them get to another one in Tampa. Yeah, but I'm not necessarily. Do you like, think that? Do you think that what is the what is the level for you that they need to get to? Because I think they're going to make the playoffs still, right? Yeah, but. Do they need to? If they win one game, is it they need to get to the NFC title game for I, sure? I, I would, or, I would say NFC title game would be is a successful. Like I did it without Bill, and you can tell that I, yeah. I was, I'm because good on if, my own. If you, if you get to the NFC championship game and lose to like the Saints, mm-hmm. just because like the Saints are good, the Saints right? are just better than you, mm-hmm. then it's like well, I, can I can only do? do it so far. Right, you know what I mean. Right. But if you get, if you get. If you get the five seed and you lose to the Giants or Washington or something in the first oh, round, God. then it's like, oh boy, yeah, yeah right. that's a rough, that's a rough go a for rough sure. Look. All right, um, let's see. I'm, I'm saving two. two. Oh, let's go Mahomes just because that's an easy one. Okay, Mah- so Mahomes, like he's the best player in the world right now. Yeah. Right. Best. He's coming off a win. Yeah. I mean, not so much like does he need to get another one, right? But it's like. Uh, for you, what does it do for him if they get there? Because I think they get there. I think they get there. I think they probably have the best chance to win it. I think they and I think too. for him, I think it sets up because I think you see a lot of guys, especially in the league now, like Russ, like Aaron, where they get early success. Yeah, and, and then it's like they're just really good, but they just can't can't get, get there. back there. So yeah. I think that if you can win two, I think that's what Russell's problem is. I think Russ needed that one because yeah. then if he was a two-time champ, everyone like, oh, it's done. Yeah, you're yeah. fine. He's like, two-time you, Super Bowl champion probably would have had an MVP. And you're in your role, and, and you're rolling. Yeah. You're in the Hall of Fame. You're all set now. He's a Hall of Famer regardless. Yeah. But I get your point. Yeah, yeah for I sure. think I think Patrick Mahomes like solidifies like you win two Super Bowls right now, early on. Even if you never get to another one, you're like, yeah, you're 
You're one Definitely. of the best ever. Yeah. Exactly. So I think I think it easily cements. That'll be the one I'm interested to see. Depending, I don't know, you know, what Andy Reid's health is or yeah. anything like that, but just to see, like, if Andy Reid were to retire, if like, say they win another one, he's like, oh, you know, I'm kind of kind of done. Like, I'm yeah. gonna go to the front office. Not even that. I think in three or four years, when you have to pay Patrick Mahomes forty five million dollars every year, yeah, I think that's when you're like, we have to cut. Travis Kelsey, we have to cut. Right. And or then, it's just the speed, or the, the speed or the, goes away. Yeah, or the yeah. defense right. has to suffer. Because that's what happened in Seattle, was right. you paid Russ, and it's like, we have to get rid of Richard Sherman. We have to get rid of these guys. Yep. And now it's like, Mahomes has to carry a lot more. Yep. So they're For not sure. going to get to his yeah. money. Yeah, they're, they're a pretty complete team right, yeah, now, right in, now in a lot of aspects. Um, Lamar. Um, Lamar needs to win a playoff game. Simple as that. No, no, I don't. He, I don't need Lamar in the AFC Championship game to be successful, but he needs to win a playoff. Really? Game. Now, and that's that's. That, I'm a little surprised by your answer that by that because at the beginning of this year we looked at this Baltimore team, right? Obviously injuries and yeah. all that kind of stuff happened, but you look at the team. This is a very complete football team, it's right? Good. Um, I would say their biggest area of need is probably wide receiver because they don't have a true number one. Uh, yeah. I think they have a great tight end. I think they got a great run game. Secondary's fine. Good linebackers. Yeah. Good defensive line. Good safety play. Everything else is fine. But, you know, wide receivers. But at the same time, I'm going to put a little bit on Lamar. I'm like, you need to help these guys. Like, Lamar can't complete passes in the 8 to 15-yard range. Mm -hmm. He is, for whatever reason, it just does not look right to him. He's missing people. He's throwing picks that he doesn't need to be throwing just because he's inaccurate. I mean, for me, looking at it, I go, you're basically coming into a team that's pretty freaking ready to go and win a championship in a lot of regard, or at least be competing with the Chiefs. I'm going to take Pittsburgh out of it just for a second because they're, they're Pittsburgh, right? But, like, to compete roster to roster and you go, we got a pretty damn good roster right now. you got a good coach. you got the scheme. you got the only offensive coordinator who can fit this scheme to you. Mm-hmm. And you're 6-5 and five or 7-5, mm-hmm. and five, wherever the hell they are right now. Like, is that not a glaring source of concern for you if you're not a ball, if you're a Baltimore Raven fan or person in the, in the front office? Uh, yeah, it worries me, but I think every single year you're going to win 10, 11 games <clears throat> and have a shot. You have that shot at the dartboard. Yeah. And I think I think he can develop into being good enough oh, for to sure. work, but I he's not he there yet. Yeah. But I do think you need that playoff win so it's not on the burden. Because mm-hmm. now you have the burden because you came in late hit two years ago and you lost to the Chargers. Right. And then last year you were the number one seed, the hottest team, and you lost to Tennessee. So now you have that burden really early as you can't win playoff games, right. so you need that. Yeah, you, one, you when the, when it's the brightest of the bright, yeah. you're not getting it. So done. you need that one playoff win to go. I can win in these games, right? So you can. So you, that burden's gonna. It, it may it. actually benefit them to be a lower seed because then if they knock off a team that's maybe higher up in the AFC, you're like, oh hey, look at that. If you, if you they pull, beat Tennessee or something. Yeah, like Yeah, if that. you pull the 16 and get Buffalo and you can upset Buffalo or something, right. that's in Buffalo. Can, right. Yeah, in Buffalo, that's that's the win where you're like. Yeah, we we mm. just beat one of the better teams that you think are is right. a contender. Because that for me, he is the one guy where it's like, okay, you got an MVP, super duper, right? You're setting records, rushing, and everything else like that. But at the other day, teams are going to take away what you're good at in the playoffs. It's yeah. just what happens, and the good teams find a way to make it happen. When okay, maybe our maybe the strength of our team is being taken away, but we have option B, C, and D. That's why New England was always so good, and that's why I don't think people some people hated New England because they won all the time. But I think me and you, we had this conversation. We're like, but we never felt. I'm like, I was never. I didn't hate New England because they won. It was one of those things where, like, you could appreciate the fact that they won differently every time. It was never Brady threw for 500 yards and they won the game. It was Brady threw 500 yards this game. Then next week the defense held them to no points. Then this guy had a rushing yeah. day for, out of out of nowhere, right? Yeah. I think I think my problem with the Chiefs right now is like they're just so good 
throwing it's the ball. It's so easy. And it's just so easy where I just yeah. get... I'm, I I think maybe I'm just more annoyed at other teams. I'm like, can nobody figure out a way? Like, Tampa comes into this game mm-hmm. against them. Go, we're going to just one-on-one single cover Tyree Kill. And I go, why? why? Right. I was exactly. like, what, 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 what <laughs> is that going to do What did you? that do for you? No simulation ever meant that's going to go well. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm like, teams just go in with like weird mindsets to these games. And I just go, like the Patriots, you said like can win in like 45 different ways. Yeah. And that's fine. And I was cool with that because I'm like, you're just going to get outbeat strategically. Oh, this team's just going to throw all over you and you can't stop it. It's just so frustrating to yeah, watch. Exa- yeah. If you're, if you're like rooting against them, the speed, kind of. If you're a fan here, of them, here's the thing. Lucky. Here's the thing. At the end of the day, it's just speed. Like this, the scheme definitely accentuates the fact that they're faster than everybody. But man, when you've got three guys that are just that fast, and Travis Kelsey, who's also amazing, you're like, mm-hmm. where do you go? What yeah, do you do? Exactly. It's, it's insane. The roster build is phenomenal, and they're the team that leveraged having the rookie quarterback salary the best mm-hmm. for sure. Um, last guy I really want to talk about. I think I hit everybody. Did I, did I miss anybody? I don't know who you were going to Okay, think uh, last guy I think that is like, that I really want to hit on. Oh, no, I got two. Sorry, I got two. First one, Big Ben. Uh, Do you think, I mean, he's got two. Yeah, They've no, been to three. I think the problem with Big Ben this year is that their team is so touted and really good this year. Yeah. So I think that they could. If they, if they fall anything short, short of, of the, getting there, you're like, ah, it's kind of a waste. Yeah, I would yeah. even say AFC Champion. If you if you don't get to the AFC Championship game, it's definitely a waste. Oh, if definitely. You, if yeah. you lose to the Chiefs, like right now, I'm like, if you lose to the Chiefs, and the Chiefs go in the Super Bowl, like, well, oh. I mean, they're it, it, it was like all those years where you go, well, you lost to the Patriots. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, when, when Peyton and the Colts would lose the Patriots, yeah, you go, like, yeah, but you're losing the team with winning it all. So you're like, eh. you can't feel, You can't feel like that bad about it. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Right. Like, it's that, it's that yeah. thing right now where you're just playing the best team yeah. way far and away. So sure. if you beat them, it's like, wow, you were, mm-hmm. you. he may jump really high if he beats his team. Because if right. he can win a Super Bowl after being the Chiefs and then possibly like the Saints or something, it's like, yeah, you you're might, like you wow, jump yeah, up. that's three, you know, you have three Super Bowls? Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, One was let, really, really bad, though. Huh? That first one, though, oh, was dude. terrible, yeah. though. Yeah. But... He was a he, rookie though too, yeah. or the second year or something like that. So that's pretty impressive, nonetheless. Um, there's a lot of things that went that way. They shouldn't have beat the Colts in the freaking wild card round, but we can talk about it later. Um, last guy I want to talk about, and I think this is the guy that I think that if the, if you were to say that the window is rapidly closing, it's this guy and it's Drew Brees. Yeah. The the offense is now. I mean, Taysom Hill, whatever. They're beating Cincinnati. Let's calm it down. But my point is that. You know, the arm strength, we're talking about Brady's arm strength. Talk about no arm strength. That's Drew Brees right now. Mm-hmm. He's gotten hurt in back to back seasons now. Like, not small injuries either. Like, he had a collapsed lung and stuff. Like, that's that's a lot to deal with, right? You, you've been the number one or number two seed now for the last, like, five, six years, it feels like, and you're always falling short. You blow it against Minnesota. You blew it against the Eagles. You blew it against this guy. You, blow it, you know what I mean? So it's just consistently where you're just like, good God, can you get it back? And they've only been to one. Oh no, they've been to, yeah, they've been to one, right? They've only been to one, right? He's got the one. He's kind of in the Rogers situation. Drew literally has every stat in the book. I mean, I think this is like it's gotta be now. Yeah. It's gotta I be right now. I think he is he is the one like asterisk or exception yeah. to the rule of you need multiple because he has literally every, every single record. record. Like Rogers doesn't have all the records, so it's like you you need the Super Bowls to yeah. backhand ha- not having the records. Yeah. Drew Brees has like every record ever. literally ever made right. for quarterbacks. So I think having like every single record yeah. plus the Super Bowl, I think he even if he never gets back, like say they lose, right? They say they go early play the Chiefs, yeah. the Chiefs win it. It's like I feel like that. It's like okay, 
you know, we won one, we got to another one right yeah. at the tail end of my career. See, I think the story of Drew Brees, though, is not necessarily like it's really is winning. Sad. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's not necessarily. It's really sad to say, but it's all the we could have been there, but we just got like this one thing. Happened. One thing happened, yeah. like Minnesota, the miracle throw that right. like he the guy missed right. the tackle. Oh, they run ran. against they run up against a good Bears team the first year he was in New Orleans, and the Bears just shut him down. Yeah, shut yeah. him down. Yeah. Or the Rams with the PI call that that wasn't called. They brought they gave a good chance away in that game. Like there's so many like there's like five of them that you could pick out where you go if that one thing what doesn't last happen, year. Who did they lose? Last year, they lost in Minnesota because the guy pushed off in the back of the end zone. Oh yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't not as not as, not as bad. But it I still happened that, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But it was yep, just yep, like yep, yep. it's like every single year. It's just like man, just like that something happens. Thing. Yeah. Where you get to just pick it out and go. He, that he's one my thing. one guy. He's my one guy right now. Where it's like, okay, the Saints. Like, if it's not this year, it's almost like at this point I'm going to start writing you off because yeah, that's kind of how that's kind of how I feel about the Packers too. Where like I like I believe that Aaron Rodgers is still phenomenal, right? But at the same time, like. It just seems like you guys can't get it done. If it, it's almost one, it's one of those things. Where like if, if Green Bay doesn't start out the right way, you're done. Mm-hmm. You know we've seen it. You know we've seen it this year against Tampa. You know I know they go into New Orleans, they beat New Orleans, and that's fine. But like, it's just it's just weird. Some of these teams, man, it, it all comes down to I don't think it, there's anybody beating the Chiefs the long term. Like I don't I don't see anybody I don't see anybody in the NFC right now that can compete bullet for bullet yeah. with the, with the Chiefs. Literally, the Chiefs need one stop. One stop on defense. We stop you one time. We're probably gonna score. Yeah, there. The it's thing, insane. The thing that the 49ers had, where they had such a good defense, where yeah. they could slow him down enough. Yep. yep. I don't think there's a defense. Nope. In the NFC, that's good enough. Nope. And then we like, thought Tampa may have had a shot at it, and yeah. then Tampa just went, "No, nah, we don't." No, like I would like to say that, but Seattle needs to get really, really hot if yep. they want to have it because they need to go toe for toe. Right. Because here's the thing. Oh, they, I guess I didn't even mention Russ. Yeah, talked about Russ about that yeah. for a second here because like he, they're at a point now for him where you know he's becoming once again he's become one of those guys who's like, okay, your regular season's numbers look super duper, yeah. but where is my where is my playoff success now? Because yeah. it's the last couple of years, I've been extremely disappointed. Like that Green Bay game last year pissed me off to no end. Yeah, um, yeah, no. Russ is in the same boat with uh, Aaron Rodgers. The yeah. only difference is he's been to another one. Yeah, so he kind of gets helped out by that. Do you think? Do you think his his second one though? It's almost like you got there, but you still had the Legion of Boom there. Where like if if he got to one this year, right? You're like, so this is on you. Oh no, hundred percent. No, I, I would I would argue though that they were a a good pass away from winning that second Super Bowl though. For sure, like you were, for sure. No, you no. were literally so close to that one. But I think that if you could get the, I think it would make you probably the best quarterback in football or like the second best Mahomes yeah. if you took this team there because yeah. you don't have There's a no defense. defense, right? And I think honestly, playing the Chiefs, if you just don't have a defense and you're like going into the game, you're like, I need to score forty two points to beat this team. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the way to do it because. The defense isn't going to stop anybody, yeah, so it's a, not going to stop the Chiefs regardless. That's a trial by fire right there. It Woo! is trial by fire. That's scary. Yeah. But, real, real quick here, you know, I think we hit all the, the big ones, right? The ones that I think have that have a team around them that, you you know, yeah. that they can either elevate or get them there. Like, no offense to Ryan Tannehill. I just don't see Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Their defense isn't very good. You, it's Derrick Henry all day long. Phillip Rivers and the Colts, I don't think, are there either. There's certain teams I'm just like, meh. Um, and they're not as sexy. Let's just be real about it. It's just not. Um, I, I do want to ask you this, though, real quick before we go off air. I mean, do you see the Chiefs lose another game this year? Unless they sit people, like, at the end of the year? Uh, they could. They play Miami. I wouldn't be – here's the thing. I wouldn't be shocked if Miami beat them. They play the Saints still this year. Yeah. I wouldn't be That'd shocked be by one. that. AFC – or I guess if you're the, going to – Did they play uh, the Raiders again still? They, they're, they're no, they already played the second one. Okay. Yeah. 
They the Raiders play them well for whatever reason. I, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. They game. almost lose to the Jets, but they can play the Chiefs all the way to the last second of the game. It's absolutely insane. Um, the Jets but no, I think I think a really bad job of hiding the fact that they're tanking. By the way, that's <laughs> <laughs> blitz eight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> On Henry Ruggs, eleven single coverage. It's great. Sorry, continue. But yeah, no, I think I think the Chiefs. Those are the only two games because after that they play the Chargers and the yeah. Uh, Broncos, I think, again or something. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so those two are going to be wins. So <laughs> I think that your only real shot is the Saints or Miami. Here's the thing: I don't think the Steelers maybe lose another game either, though. So yeah. I think I Did think they play Baltimore one more time. They get uh, no. They already played Baltimore. They beat Baltimore twice already. Jeez. They got the Browns again though. So oh, okay. Too. That that could be it. Yeah, but Baker still. Baker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's going to be it for this week's show, though, guys. Um, next week we'll be. Doing something. I don't even yeah, know what we, we're gonna we, be doing. We'll be talking I, about. We're gonna be talking sports, obviously, but I mean, it's we're getting to the weird time. We may talk a little more basketball, get ramped up for the next, the following yeah. week, right? Because we're gonna be right on the precipice of, of yeah, basketball season. Two days away from. Yeah, exactly. So we'll probably be talking some basketball for sure. Um, you know, any anything else big news coming out of any other of the areas of sports, uh, we'll be talking about as always. But that's gonna be it for this week's show for the Mystic Whaleman. He's the Merc Zone. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys as always next time.